0: Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man died also and was buried in Hades. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the finger the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for i am in agony in these flames but abraham said child remember that during your lifetime you received your good things and lazarus in like manner evil things but now he is comforted here and you are in agony besides all this between you and us a great chasm has been fixed He said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. The gospel of the Lord. I speak to you in the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. From today's gospel, the rich man called out, Father Abraham! All right, today's gospel, let's face up to it. It's scary, isn't it? Make no mistake about it. This is a story about God's judgment. It is meant to capture our attention. But if we can get past the scary... There is an important message here for us. Now, to get to that message, we need not only, I think, what we read today, but we need a little something else. Remember, last week, the gospel ended with Jesus speaking to a crowd and saying, in summary, he said, He said, no one can serve two masters, you cannot serve God and money. Well, between that and today's reading are five verses that we skip over. And those five verses contain some information that I think really helps put today's lesson into context. We find out several things. We found out, number one, that while Jesus was talking to the crowd last week, the Pharisees overheard what he was saying. We found out, number two, that the Pharisees were lovers of money. Finally, we're told that when Jesus finished speaking, the Pharisees began to ridicule him. Now, how could they ridicule Jesus after what he said last week? Well, remember, one of the major, if not the predominant theology of the day, was the, the thinking that if, if someone is, is wealthy and in good health, that is a sin of that person's righteousness. On the other hand, if somebody is poor, is destitute, is, is in bad shape physically... Is suffering, well, that's evidence of someone, that person's sinfulness. Now obviously, obviously that theology is wrong on many, many levels, but you can see how the Pharisees would buy into that. It allows them to justify their wealth while at the same time paying no attention to the people who are needy. After all, they're just getting what they deserve, right? Well, today is Jesus' response to that mistaken theology, his response to that attitude of arrogance. And so with that in mind, as a backdrop, let's turn to the parable itself. Now, what's the message here? Is the message simply a condemnation of the lifestyles of the rich and famous? In other words, is just simply Jesus saying that having wealth in and of itself is sinful, Well, no, we know that's not true from other things Jesus says in Luke. And we also know it from a a small but an important detail in today's parable. We have three characters in the parable, right? We've got the rich man, we have Lazarus, and we have Abraham. Now, for any Hebrew who is listening to Jesus tell this story, tell this parable, the, the one of those three characters that they would most revere, most want to be like is Abraham Abraham because of Abraham's place in history but if we think about it and we take ourselves all the way back to Genesis we'll remember that Abraham himself was a very 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 wealthy person so if the message here is not wealth is evil what is the message well, I think it helps to, to think for just a moment about what we know about these characters, the rich man and Lazarus, because truthfully, it's not much. We know that the rich man, we know he's rich, fabulously rich. We know he li- lives a lavish lifestyle, and we know that he is a Hebrew. He's a Jew. Well, we don't know anything else. We don't know, for example, is he a devout Jew? Does he go to the temple regularly? Does he, does, he, does he pray every day as he's supposed to? Does he read the scriptures? Does he sacrifice? Does he do all the things that a devout Hebrew is supposed to do? We don't know. What about Lazarus? What do we know about Lazarus? Well, we know he's obviously, he's destitute. He's in pain. He has these sores. But well, we don't know anything else. We don't know about Lazarus as a person. In his life, has Lazarus been a kind person or a mean person? Has he been an evil spirit or a good person? We don't know. You see, Jesus has carefully constructed this parable so we know very little, and we are forced to focus on the rich man's failure to pay any attention to Lazarus. And another detail, by the way, is here important. The rich man cannot plead ignorance about Lazarus and Lazarus's fate. Remember, when he calls out to Father Abraham, he references Lazarus by name. He reveals, not only did he know about this, this pitiful human being sitting on his doorstep a few feet away, he even knew that person's name. I think the best way for us to interpret this parable, to look at this parable, is through that call to Abraham, Father Abraham. You see, by that call, the rich man is laying claim to his rights as a member of the covenant family of Israel, the family of Israel in covenant with God, even while He has failed to live up to his duties, his responsibilities as a part of that covenant. The Hebrew scriptures are replete. There are dozens of instances where we are told that those of us who have possessions, those of us who have comforts and wealth, we are called, it is our duty to help those in need. Perhaps the most famous example of this comes from Deuteronomy. Chapter 15, verse 11, since there will never cease to be some in need on the earth, I therefore command you, open your hand to the poor and needy neighbor in your land. In this instance, the rich man not only didn't pay attention to the poor and needy people in his land... He refused to pay any attention to this poor soul just a few few feet from him. And worse than that, worse than that is the stunning arrogance of the rich man. Think about this with me. When the rich man calls out to Father Abraham, what's the situation? Well, the tables have been turned, haven't they? The rich man is in torment, and Lazarus is in comfort. And yet, under those circumstances, what is it that the rich man asks? He asks that Abraham send Lazarus to serve him, to help him. Even under those circumstances where the tables have been reversed, the rich man's arrogance is intact. He can still see Lazarus is worthy of nothing more than being his servant. And then later, he still is asking Abraham to make Lazarus his servant when he says, send send Lazarus to my brothers. It makes me wonder if instead of calling out to Abraham, Father Abraham, and asking that he send Lazarus to be his servant, What if the rich man had called out, instead called out to Lazarus and said, Lazarus, forgive me. I have to think that that great chasm would have narrowed significantly, maybe even disappeared. You see, the ultimate failure of the rich man here, the ultimate failure is that even as he was claiming his rights within the family of Israel, the covenant family, He refused to see. He could not see that Lazarus was also a member of that family. He was blind to that. Now, we all have our blind spots, don't we? Does this mean that we too at some point will be in eternal torment? Well, no. There's also this. There's also God's forgiveness. There's also God's amazing grace. But that's a different topic from a different part of the Bible for a different Sunday. For today, for today, Jesus is talking about judgment. Jesus is proclaiming very, very loudly that what we do, How we treat each other in this life, it matters. It matters very much. And Jesus is also expressing to us through this discussion of Father Abraham and family, He's also telling us that we are called to be more than simply participants in philanthropy or charity. Let me explain what I'm talking about by way of an example. And suppose you and I are walking down downtown someday and we see a homeless person sleeping on a bench. When we see that, we are moved, or at least I hope we are moved, to feel the need to act. But if our, our, our feeling that we need to act comes from the fact that we see this person as, in, uh, as a, a symbol of the inequity in today's socioeconomic system, well, that means our urge to act is out of philanthropy. If we feel called to act because we see this as a stranger, but a stranger who is in need, well, that's, a, that's an urge to act out of a feeling of charity. But we are called to act as family. Jesus calls us to see this person on the park bench, not as a symbol of some systemic problem, not as a stranger need, calls us to see this man or this woman on the park bench is our brother, is our sister. I hope you see the difference. Because there's an enormous difference between seeing somebody, a stranger in need and feeling the need to help and seeing a family member, seeing a brother or sister in need and opening our hearts and opening our arms to that family member. You see, today, what Jesus is telling us, that as we move about this world and we encounter the Lazaruses of this world, as we all do, Jesus is telling us that every one of those Lazaruses we encounter, that person is our brother. That person is our sister. And we are called to open our hands and our arms and embrace that family member. Amen.